everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Bandits, Season 4, Episode 14 of the WA Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Games and their mad footy board game, where you can kick big bags of goals, well they are actually, and they're making turnovers at critical times and changing the way that footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL and board game is all about, and uh, it's coming up to footy season indeed. Only about three or four weeks away, at least before the practice matches start. And you can find the one at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au. That's R O L A. To find a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a Mad for Footy board game for you and the family. We're not talking about football, we're talking about all things WA domestic sporting teams. Let's head to the basketball court first and talk a little bit of Perth Lynx. It's been a good response from the Caps. Atwell. Getting hot. Chipatoni from the corner in game 100. Still alive for Perth. There's the height of Potter. Kicked out. Atwell's been white hot. Yeah, well, with the Lynx, stick a fork in them. They're done. A 21-point defeat to the Lynx from the Flyers on Wednesday evening all the way back to last Wednesday. The minor caveat was that they were without Captain Annalee Maley for this contest. Of course, still without Aaron McDonald. So a couple of really, really big outs. Um, but this all came after starting off superbly. Uh, they led by six points going into quarter time. But from there, they lost the remaining quarters by 17 in that second term. Three in the third and seven to just wilt under the pressure. Um, They shot at just 37% from the field. Uh, They had 15 less field goal attempts. Uh, They shot at 16% on 4 of 25 from 3-point land or beyond the arc. And this scoreline came from plus 9 points from free throws. So they had plus 9 points from free throws. And they still lost by 21. Um, They only lost the rebounds by 3. Although the Flyers' 14 offensive rebounds turned into 15 second chance points. However, there was minimal ball movement in offense. They generate just 11 assists, uh, minus 14, um, up against the Flyers, 25. They had uh, eight more turnovers, uh, did the Lynx, uh, which turned into 18 uh, points from turnovers uh, for the Flyers as well. Um, And they had seven less steals. So just overall, they were outplayed across the board. Amy Atwell lifted, as per normal, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Uh, Steph Gorman, she had a career high with 12 points, 2 steals, and 2 of 3 pointers. As a result of that loss, they've dropped down to 6th spot uh, against Canberra and Bendigo um, with with those final 2 games remaining. Remaining, But even if they get those two wins, uh, it's probably not going to be enough with other results needing to go their way uh, to sort of slither into the finals. Currently on a six-game losing streak ahead of a fever break uh, where the eight-game missing Ari McDonald is set to return upon the resumption of the final rounds of the season. But uh, it will likely be too little too late, as JoJo always tells us, and she keeps us in check. Thanks very much, JoJo. We're going to leave it now for our links and head to the cricket pitch and talk a little bit of women's cricket, and that means our Western Fury. Oh, intense signal by Papalo. Massive six. Game over. She'll end on 98. Now, the girls return to the pitch, needing some wins to climb towards a berth in the final, and it wouldn't be easy taking on trendsetters and back-to-back champions Tasmania in the Apple Isle. Now, being sent in to bat first against an unbeaten side for the season uh, was not going to be easy. 
Um, but the ladies dug into post nine for 248 with patches of solid scores from ca- uh, captain, should I say, Chloe Paparo's 42. Amy Jones, 42 off 36, a really late into the squad, but um, what a massive addition. And Chloe Ainsworth at the end, she got 36 not out of 47. A big third wicket partnership of 77 runs between Paparo and Lisa Griffith really laid the foundation to put forward a really... quite a competitive total. Now, what happened from there, though, you couldn't predict, with wickets steadily falling across the match, as Tasmania just couldn't get that stability and strong partnerships to anchor their innings uh, that they needed. Uh, With Lily Mills, the key destroyer, uh, picking up 4 for 36 at 3.6 economy rate, and Tennille Peshaw a tidy 2 for 31 at 3.44. So they got the win, uh, the Western Fury, which is fantastic. Now, as is the case in the WNCL, the return match for these two teams happened two days later at the same venue and in the two-time champions bounce back with vengeance as the Fury were to bowl first but could only restrict Tasmania to 8 for 223. So not too bad. A pass score, you'd probably say. Giving themselves an opportunity and if not for a 100-run third-wicket partnership across 20 overs, the Tigers actually could have been held to less. So there was an opportunity missed there for the Western Fury just to you know get them under 200 and really be in the game. Now Mills again was a chief wicket taker with 3 for 43, whilst Amy Edgar, Amy Edgar was efficient for 2 for 29 at a 2.90 economy rate. Now chasing down a medium-sized total, um, where after being in a solid position, 3 for 96 at the 26 over mark, they went on to lose 7 wickets for 75 runs to be all out for 171 crashing down. Uh, Matty Dark 73 was the standout innings with no other batter getting above 23, and that was the killer in the end. Now, the 1-1 split across the series with Tasmania has them sitting third, three points um, out of second place, but facing the same team in Queensland in that second position. Um, And that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks' time. So finals appearance, still a strong possibility, and destiny is in their own hands. Uh, We're now going to leave it for the Western Fury. We're staying on the cricket pitch, and now let's direct our attention to the men's program and talk a little bit of Western Warriors. It's all over. WA go back-to-back in the Marsh Cup. They win their 16th title, and that man on screen would have to be pretty close to the man of the match, Josh Inglis, his batting performance today. Now, after what you could only describe as a disastrous end to the Perth Scorchers' BBL campaign, are capitulating in both the last game up against the Sydney Sixers and the home final against Adelaide, which saw them take a break uh, to hopefully get back some groove and confidence uh, before attacking the second half of the domestic 50-over and four-day competitions. Our next up was New South Wales, firstly in a Marsh one-day cup game back at the Wacker. Suffice to say, this was not the ideal return that the team in black and gold were looking for, as uh, after being sent into bat, either on a really tricky wicket, or maybe just succumbing to terrific bowling, or maybe a bit of both, the Warriors were bowled out for 161 in just 39 overs. Abysmal. Uh, They were 7 for 89 at the 26th at the 26 over mark and only an eighth wicket partnership of 69 runs salvaged what was still a meagre total uh, with Darcy Short's 47 and Cam Bancroft's 32, the two high scores. And when no one is even hitting a half century across 50 overs, you're just not going to be close to a competitive total. Daniel Hughes did it again to the Perth team, being the anchor, 52, and lasting until the final wicket, uh, five wickets down. But for the Warriors, they just couldn't rip through opening and 
the, the opening and the middle order as they needed to, uh, defending such a poor total. Now, with this defeat, they've given up top spot to New South Wales, but are just one point shy of them, with Victoria on equal points uh, with the Warriors too, and at least three or four games remaining. So there's still a lot to play out there. And they would face New South Wales in the Sheffield Shield, uh, looking to bounce back from a shocking showing just two days later. So that, that match started on, where are we, Sunday? That match started on Saturday, and of course, uh, we're recording on a Sunday evening, Evening. So at the close of play, uh, come Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening when it finished, let's just quickly go through the update. Uh, the Western Warriors went into bat. Uh, they are bowled out for 256. So of course, this is stumps after day two. Uh, the top scorer was Sam Whiteman, 107 runs. And uh, Josh Philippi also got 52 not out. Um, and at the moment, the New South Wales Blues are 7 for 244. So three more wickets still left to get for the Warriors uh, to bowl them out and 12 runs left to chase uh, for the for the Blues to uh, take those first innings points. Uh, Joel Paris, he got 3 for 45 and at an economy rate of 2.05. Uh, and then who else was a standout? Corey Rocatoli got three for 96, and probably the other one was Charlie Stobo, one for 36, with a 1.44 economy rate. So the game is very much in the balance. A couple of quick wickets for the Warriors, and uh, they're going to be right back in this contest, sort of back to even uh, heel, essentially. But now we're going to leave it there for the Warriors. Hopefully they can get get the job done, uh, bounce back against the Blues um, after that uh, one-day cup defeat. And we're going to head to a different kind of pitch, the soccer pitch, the football, and uh, a bit of Perth Glory men's. Glory, glory, Perth Glory. Glory, glory, Perth Glory. Glory, glory, Perth Glory. Our boys are marching on. Our boys will strike like... Well, Melbourne City was on the cards next to the Perth Glory men as they try to continue a small run of positive form this time back at home. Now, the home team had to do it the hard way to stay in this match, twice coming from behind. But would it be enough to seal the three points they really needed to stay in very, very faint finals hopes? Now, an own goal in the 21st minute was not the start they wanted before off before a fortuitous bit of play being on the positive end this time of a penalty with former captain Mustafa Amini making no errors, making it count, slotting in extra time just prior to halftime. So they went in one apiece. Now in the 60th minute, they would again relinquish the lead, but eight minutes later via City's own own goal, uh, the scores would come back to parity. With that momentum, the crowd's energy uh, from a Daniel Benny cross on the right-hand side, Adam Taggart just got his boot on the ball in the bottom left corner after being denied the goal earlier through the own goal, thanks to Melbourne City. And to put the icing on the 3-2 lead that they had at the moment and not cough it up this time in the 98th minute, well, it wasn't the glory wilting and conceding, but instead they stuck the dagger into Melbourne City via David Williams' deflected shot going to debutant Joel and Asmo, who obliged with a darting and strong shot beating the goalkeeper. And hence, a 4-2 victory to the Perth glory in front of the uh, Purple Army 
of course, at uh, the HBF Park. Now, that's now seven points across the last three games that they've accumulated, uh, the men in purple. And they're now just two wins out of the top six with good news from a recruiting perspective of returning Josh Rawlins, uh, the central defender uh, from FC Utrecht in Holland uh, only a couple of seasons ago. Uh, he went there, um, a, a nice little transfer fee for the glory, but he's come back for the rest of the season free of charge for some God knows reason, but they've managed to make it work. So a really nice addition, a nice bit of class to uh, just bolster that defense. And uh, Western Sydney Wanderers lone player, Jared Carluccio, um, they've already lost Oli Bizanic uh, back to the Western Sydney Wanderers. They couldn't keep him, even though they really wanted to. Uh, he, they've been able to extend his loan deal until the end of the season, and possibly further after that. But uh, next up for the Perth Glory, uh, they have another opportunity to keep the run of good form going as they take on Adelaide United, although it is away and on the road. So we'll see what they can do. Uh, let's now look ahead to the ballpark and talk a little bit of Perth Heat. It's up in the air and all you can do is watch. It's two home runs in a game for Jake Bowie. Now he punches this one, deep right center field. Campbell looks up, that ball's gone. Three-run shot, Jake Bowie. Now the championship series began in Perth and what clearly needed to be a must-win game for the Heat before traveling for games two and three if required. What a game one. Four-plus hours, 13 innings, and a nail-biter of a contest that I stayed up to until about 10.30 when the body gave in and I had to go to bed. So I got up the next morning, didn't look at the score, just watched the final innings uh, on uh, the Baseball Plus streaming service and just what an end to the game. Now, let's just recap it. Now, as they did through most of the semi-final series last week against the Brisbane Bandits, it was a positive start, jumping to a 3-0 lead heading into the fifth before the reigning champions hit back with three runs of their own in the sixth to bring the game back to level pegging. Now, from there, it was a frustrating or maybe scintillating, depending on what way you look at it. But uh, it was sort of a run of holds, closeouts, and just terrific fielding and pitching from both teams um, as they went scoreless from the seventh to the top of the 13th when the Heat got their three outs. Now, the situation had occurred all evening. Opportunity with runners on base and a chance to put the game to bed and clinch game one and momentum. But this time, it actually happened. One down the line hit from Carlos Sanchez, the killer blow being just the ticket to allow a third base runner to hit home as the crowd erupted. Players ran onto the field after an epic contest that really no team deserved to lose, but someone had to, and it ended up being a 4-3 victory. Now to regroup after an 11pm finish and early morning flight across to Adelaide for Game 2, saw the beginning of a seesawing affair. Um, as was promised by these high-quality outfits, uh, the Heat edging marginally ahead 3-2 heading into the fifth uh, before four unanswered scores across the remainder of the game um, saw uh, the Adelaide Giants level the series um, with a 6-3 win. So Game 3 would be the decider on a Sunday afternoon. Championship on the line in the City of Churches. And unfortunately, it was not to be back-to-back -back championship losses in Adelaide against Adelaide after winning Game 1 to the Perth Heat. Unfortunately, there is no fairy tale. There is no We Are The Champions music that 
that was our intro that sort of gave it away, unfortunately. Otherwise, that definitely would have played. In the end, um, it sort of doesn't really matter because they lost um, 3-1 loss. So, uh, yeah, they were down 1-0 all the way up to the fourth innings. Uh, got back to one all in the seventh. Uh, and then, unfortunately, conceded two runs in the eighth innings. And uh, that was all she wrote. So, got a feel for the Perth Heat players but uh, we're going to leave her there for the Perth Heat. Head back to the pitch to talk some football, the world game. And it's time to touch on our Perth glory women. Striking from range. Oh, my. Grace Charlie. Take a bow. Unbelievable strike. Coming in at a rate of knots. And the World Cup hero... Now, the girls have been stumbling lately and really needed to bring some good form back into the mix after such a strong start to the season. Uh, with Sydney up next, but the misfiring team in purple continued on their poor run. They conceded in the 24th minute, gave a penalty four minutes later that thankfully was missed via a stunning one-handed save from Morgan Aquino. And they actually did manage, uh, the Perth Glory, to bring the game back to parity uh, going into the half through a debut goal via the Hannah Lowry curling free kick, uh, or kick in, for Philippines recruit Quinley Kazada in the 33rd minute. But from halftime, it was all the Sky Blues knocking in two goals in the 59th and the 85th minute to put the game to bed, a 3-1 victory to the Blues. Now back to that second half and how the game was very much played in Sydney's attacking space. The Glory were four up against 14 goal attacks, one to seven shots on goal. Uh, the goalkeeper saves were five to one. Uh, minus 34 attacks, minus 28 dangerous attacks. In fact, Perth only generated seven dangerous attacks in the final 45 minutes of the game. But overall across the match, six to 28 goal attempts, three to 13 shots on goal, two to 10 shots off goal. Um, the Perth Gory, of course, with all those shots on goal and you know goal attempts, they were going to have more goalkeeper saves. They had eight more. They had 64 less attacks and 53 less dangerous attacks. And, of course, with all the ball in their defense, they're going to have 13 more clearances. Uh, with this run of draws or losses continuing, they've fallen to fifth, albeit still four points out of second. They've got to snap out of this funk really soon as they will welcome Canberra United next Saturday evening. But time is running out for them to finish as high as they can on the ladder, especially with all the hard work they did at the beginning of the season. All right, let's now talk a little bit of basketball, and that means it's our Perth Wildcats. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet. Tearing up the cock and building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no, here we come. Oh no, here we come. Yeah, Perth Wildcats are on the yeah, they were certainly not ready to prowl indeed. And just, it's a bit sad because a big occasion, Damien Marty, Martin's singlet going into the rafters, um, sort of, that is the absolute iconic uh, image of any uh, basketballer in Perth. If your um, jersey gets hung up in the rafters, that means you're a, you are a legend. 
uh, a legend of the club. So with all that happening, they couldn't step up to the mark. Really disappointing. So let's just quickly recap what happened. Top two was looking pretty unsaleable at the moment. They still, unassailable, should I say. They still need one more win just to absolutely guarantee it. Um, top spot was up for grabs for them going into this game. New Zealand, they enter the jungle uh, with their own finals aspirations on the line, and it turned out to be too much. It was just a dirty day for Perth. I'm um, losing every quarter. They lost the first one by five, then two, then one, and three. Uh, to fall 78 89 to a far more desperate New Zealand breakers. Uh, the Perth Wildcats are 4 of 19 at 21% from three-point land. That certainly didn't help them. They actually won the rebound count, albeit slightly. Uh, they had four more turnovers, uh, but the difference in the game was 20 of 27 at 74% uh, for Perth from the free throw line. Just not good enough. Uh, minus 9 in points from turnover, and actually gave up 17 points in the points from turnover to New Zealand. Um, so you can't give up that much because uh, you're turning the ball over. Now, Bryce Cotton was well held to 13 points, only 3 of 14 from the field, and just 6 of 10 from three throw from the free throw line, where he's normally automatic, are three rebounds too. He did dish out six assists, so he's trying to get his teammates involved. Uh, Pinder was monstrous. He had 21 points, 15 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, and in a large chunk of game time. He normally plays about 25, 27 minutes, but he was on the court for 38 minutes, and Christian Doolittle was very serviceable. He had 10 points, 12 rebounds, five assists. So a nice double-double uh, for Christian there. But uh, the Cats still sits second, but with this loss, top spot seems out of the picture for now. Um, three matches remaining, and speaking of next up, their bounce back is the ever-dangerous, now knowing that their finals hopes are dashed uh, with cans uh, on the agenda next Saturday evening, still at RAC Arena before they finish off the season with two away matches. So we're going to leave it there for the Perth Wildcats. Alright, that's it. That's the end. We're done and dusted. That is Season 4, Episode 14, where the Perth Wildcatchers did not show up uh, in uh, the big game to celebrate Damian Martin and his jersey being retired. Retired, Supremely disappointing. The Glory women, they're in an absolute funk, and they need to get out of it really soon. Otherwise, all their hard work is going to be for nothing. Other Perth Heat, you have to feel for them. Sport can be really, really kind, but my goodness, it can be cruel. They deserve it, the Perth Heat, but they just couldn't take it and Adelaide back to back to back. Just way too good at the moment. And uh, hey, all you have to do is think about that there's next season. The Perth Glory men, seven points from their last three games. So seven out of nine points. They're on a little mini run. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but... Uh, I think they're there. I'm really back in the glory, loving what Coach Alan Stadjic is doing. And uh, just keep an eye on them. They could make a small little run, and who knows? Uh, the Warriors, very uncharacteristic loss up against the New South Wales Blues in the one-day cup. And uh, hopefully they can bounce back in the uh, four-day game. Very much is on the line. Um, very even uh, in regards to that contest as of Stumps Day 2. Uh, the Western Fury one-on-one against uh, top-of-the-table Tasmania. So you're probably going to take that away. And uh, they have destiny in their own hands up against Queensland. Two matches to finish off their season away. If they win both of them, uh, then uh, the final 
or being being in the final will certainly be there for them. And the Perth Lynx, well, their season's pretty much done. Uh, a very uh, mild and meagre finish for them. Now, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, and you follow us on Instagram. And whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, always a joy, a privilege, and a pleasure. Look after yourself. Stay safe. And just quickly, a bit of a shout-out to Jane Barrett. Uh who lives in Canada. She listens every now and then. Jane, thanks so much for listening. Uh, We always appreciate new listeners, whether they were a couple of years ago or just now. So enjoy your time in Perth when you're here, uh, which you are now, and, uh, of course, safe travels back. But uh, look after yourself. Stay safe, everybody. And from that about yours truly, I'm out for now.